What's up, Bold Ones? Welcome back to the Cold Ones and Bold Ones podcast. We hope everybody had a great holiday with their friends and family, and we wish everybody a happy new year. We are back and ready to go. I am your host, Christian, here, and we have Ryan and Styers on the call with us as well. I might say we're back in butter than ever. I mean, it just feels so good to be back. Um, it was nice escaping to the mountains, being a mountain man for a little bit. And by mountain man, I mean lying on a couch while playing my Nintendo Switch and drinking cocoa. But it was in the mountains, so mm-hmm. it's technically mountain activities. But it's nice to be back. I want to go ahead and apologize to absolutely fucking no one because Texas Tech won the bowl game when everyone doubted. And I'll just leave it at that. I won't say more. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But we had some fake fans who didn't believe in Texas Tech who said that Texas Tech had no chance, that Mike Leach was going to put up a 50-burger. And last time I checked, there was no burgers being grilled at the Liberty Bowl. I think just a fake fan said 50-burger. I think nothing was said, so let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually did go to the mountains. Not just my couch, but... Yeah, not saying I had to work, so... I hate all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, but it's nice to be back. Good to have the listeners back. Um, hopefully the cold and the bold or the boldlies, the coldlies, whatever we call you guys. I mean, we each call you something different. Hopefully you're still here uh, keeping up with us. And it's nice that you had a chance to catch up. But now it's time to hit the ground running, get back to work, and kind of make this year our bitch. Well, I mean, isn't the, the real American dream to make everybody your bitch? I think the real American dream is to marry a Kardashian. <laughs> Therefore, Pete Davidson is living the American dream. Well, real quick, before we get into today's episode, um, the manic, you know how like in like the early 2000s, there's this like this quirky Zoe Deschanel, like Mantic Pixie Girl thing that like, oh, all the guys with the Mantic Pixie Girl, right? Yeah. Pete yep. Davidson and like the white, skinny, white, sick, sickly dude is the new Mantic Pixie Girl. Like, you can't explain why Pete Davidson's hot, but if you go up to, like, nine out of ten girls and be like, hey, would you, like, Pete Davidson, is he hot? They'll be like, yeah, he's hot. Like, I can't explain it. Oh, he puts off, it? like, some magic energy. Are you he's talking got, about, like, the sense uh, of humor Travis and stuff, Barker too. Or, oh, oh, yeah, what's... Travis Barker. That's the other guy. Yeah. Um, Travis, no, and then... And Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Kelly. Yes. Mm. No, Machine Gun Kelly's dating Megan Fox, yeah. or engaged to Megan Fox. Yeah, Travis yep. Barker is dating Khloe uh, Kardashian. Yes, Khloe. Yeah, Chloe, that oh, one. Courtney. Courtney. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because Chloe's the with... other one. No. Tristan. Chlo- uh, Chlo- Mr. Che- Mr. Cheats a Tristan Thompson. He's still with that dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has more babies than rings, which is, I mean, usually that's not too impressive, but he has more baby mamas than rings. And he played with LeBron. I he mean, got a ring with LeBron. That's not that impressive. LeBron only gets you like one or two rings before he uh no he only gets you one ring before he bolts before he ships um, you out yeah yeah goes for cigarettes yeah. he got two for those guys in miami milk and cigarettes did he get two or did wade and bosch get two it was definitely Braun. some, pe- some people some people are asking. shot by the end yeah, people are asking i mean he wasn't wearing too many rings before wade and bosch just saying no he wouldn't but by the end there it was definitely all him well, even though LeBron definitely is what I'd argue a cold one with his advancing age, the Lakers suck. They're not going to Last go far. time I checked, was it LeBron who had that massive kick out to Ray Allen for that uh, three to tie the game, or was it Chris Bosh? Uh, Some people are who, just saying. Check who Some won people finals are MVP. saying. No one gives a shit about finals. MVP. Skip Bayless is saying that. I'll say that. You, if your argument is that Skip, Skip if, if you're saying like, oh, Skip Bayless, then you've already lost. Yes. You guys have the same take as Skip Bayless right now. Oh, shit. Never mind. Skip Bayless is a genius. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He's a prophet before his time. He's a prophet before his time. He's he's basically the Michael Michael Jordan of sport analysts. I'll say it right now. He's an incredible man. Never had a bad Mm. take in his entire life. Actually, no, I, I, the, I don't know if I, I don't, that, that, that's a little far. I don't know yeah. his political leanings. I don't want to go on a limb there yet. He's uh, a anyway, professional let's, hater. Let's get to cold ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, you want to lead us off with your cold one? Oh, do I get to lead us off or is Christian yeah. going to lead got us it. off? You got uh, it. My cold one actually is a hot one. Uh, someone got an espresso maker for Christmas 
may have been me. Um, and I love it. I like, you know, when you get a puppy and you're just like, wow, I never knew I could love something so much. It's probably the same as when you have a child, but you know, I don't have a child. I have a, you know, I have a puppy and I have an espresso maker. And I don't think I'm ever going to love anything more than this espresso maker in my entire life because it is God's gift to the world. Yeah, definitely so not your fiance. My, my, cold, my cold one is um, espresso. Oh, shit. I'm engaged. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. She understands. <laughs> she, she also loves espresso. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she may actually choose espresso over me. I can't blame her. We'll see if Megan's actually listening. Um, <laughs> no. Y- you know what? In Ryan's honor, my cold one of the week is going to be a nice cold glass of chocolate milk. Oh, chocolate milk. Yeah. Chocolate milk. So there's a quick story behind this that I'm going to go into that involves Megan. No offense, Megan. Um, when Andrew and I lived <laughs> together, Andrew and I lived together for what, a year and a half, nearly two years? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I drink a lot of milk. Like I'm a milkman. Like I may as well be from Wisconsin with how much milk I drink. Like it's an absurdly amount of milk. Like I, like people can just drink milk straight or be like, hmm, I'm thirsty. need a glass of milk. That's me. So when Andrew and I lived together, we had a total of three gallons of milk in our refrigerator. We had a Ryan gallon, which went like maybe sometimes two Ryan gallons, an Andrew gallon, then a shared gallon of chocolate milk. So around three to four gallons of, cho- of milk in our refrigerator per week. And Megan shows up one weekend uh, from Dallas because she was in her graduate program, opens our refrigerator, sees stale pizza, I think a six, like a six pack half finished of Guinness dog treats and four gallons of milk closes the refrigerator and just goes to the store and comes back beyond angry at me apparently because i was an adult child <laughs> haven't changed I, I believe she asked us she's like why on earth do you need that much milk and plus <laughs> and we're just like what it's like, well, you, you, you see, like, Andrew like, and I can't share. System. We, like, we have the perfect system. For that. I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, well, this gallon's half empty. He's like, yeah, it's half empty, so I'll be done with it in two days. Therefore, I need a backup gallon and go ahead and get that. Andrew and I can't share a gallon because I drink too much milk. I'm, like, too fast. And we're not going to buy two gallons of chocolate milk because that's just absurd. Like, you don't need that much milk. You don't need five gallons of milk. But still, four gallons of milk in a fridge at one time. That's the bachelor life right there. Two chairs, a TV that, like, is too, way too big for the little – target stand it's on and four gallons of milk that's all you need as a bachelor <laughs> all you need yeah. where does the Before, eggnog fit into there uh, it wasn't see, eggnog season yet but yeah there that, was, an, that was the summer before like the apartment was really furnished uh and okay. by that by apartment was very really furnished that was before uh ryan had received like a couple of exxon paychecks yeah exxon paychecks furnished my entire house <laughs> Uh, our, that was before like I was actually making a decent amount of money and, and so we were so poor we were very poor like the first two months in that apartment like it was a very sparse living but it was fun and that's what mattered <laughs> yeah you didn't have any furniture but my goodness you had the milk god damn did it have soul <laughs> oh my god that's how I got all my calories like all I drank was milk in like 10 pounds <laughs> Oh God! I, I some at sometimes I I really do miss those days, just bullshitting uh, us playing oh um fucking Borderlands together and just uh, hanging time. out. Those good were times. Good times. Good times. Okay, so sorry, Christian, you're cold one. Is it milk? Please tell it me. Is, it is not milk. We're oh. gonna well, go with Outer Range Brewing in Frisco, Colorado. Oh. About to have a beer called the In the Steep. It's their signature hazy IPA. We stopped there after a day in Vail, and we just had a great time. And oh, Vale's so pretty. Yeah, it's beautiful place, beautiful brewery, just an awesome place. Colorado, just an incredible state. What an incredible beer state as well. Just, just an all around good time. So I had to pick what I just had there. Mm. Uh, Not as good you... as the milk, but. Did you partake in some Rocky Mountain vitamins? Um, excuse me. This is a family-friendly podcast. If you could please tone it down. Did you have a sandwich while you're up there? There's lots of sandwich eating. Oh, man. I enjoy a good sandwich. I mean, you put any, any honey mustard sandwiches? <laughs> you have a Nutella sandwich? Just lots of sandwiches. <laughs> lots of good lot. sandwiches. 
<laughs> Pack some PB and J's on the way to the mountain. You have any? Yeah, have some Uncrustables up there. I mean, nothing like unwrapping a good Uncrustable and popping that Uncrustable down on top of a mountain and just kind of enjoying life. Uh, just letting it be a slow burn of a sandwich down. Yeah, I mean, maybe a roast beef sandwich. Maybe something that'll little bit crazier maybe have you know a, a smoothie instead smoothies are cool too i mean i heard smoothies are pretty popular now the whole smoothie bandwagon sandwich thing like a like a sandwich smoothie you know what i'm talking about like a, a good smoothie get you get you real high what i hear they're so good oh, we just stuck to the pbjs and the ham and cheese hmm. no sodas no sodas oh man missing out i've invested heavily in the soda sandwich market hoping it takes off I love your fringe market analysis, Ryan. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> I mean, if you're not betting everything you have on a 99-cent option, are you even day trading? You got to go oh, all in on Dogecoin. This is not financial advice. No one follow me. This is You will lose a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make a lot, but you also lose a lot, so it kind of balances out. Okay, anyway, so there's one thing that's been constantly we're watching we're watching right now that's kind of distracted some of us early on and that is the texas tech baylor game so can we get a score update christian uh they're in commercial timeout yep. uh baylor's up 52 to 51 yeah oh shit man this is a lot closer than we thought yeah so that brings my question to what we already know we have the kansas upset that was huge for texas tech especially being down the two top scores as mark adams fucking arrived it's almost like uh, someone on this podcast calling Mark Adams uh, the Gary Patterson of whenever Francione left for AM. Was that Was that me? It may have been you. Oh, my <laughs> God. And that guy's a genius. Yeah. Wow. Look <laughs> at me. Wow. These takes are great. My beard's great. Um, well, that's horrible podcasting because they can't see me right now. But imagine a Gandalf luxurious beard right now, but more glorious. Actually, no, that's, that's a lie. I was about to say, like, dude, like, I'm down for you uh, pumping your tires, but at least stay a little realistic. Um, no, but no, like, you were completely right with that take. Like, mm-hmm. the way Beard has been going in Texas, like, it, it already is a little trouble in paradise. I mean, I, but what, Mark what is... Adams, like, what he's done here has been fantastic. Like, the defense fucks. I think that's my main takeaway from watching these games is that this total defensive style of basketball that supposedly was Chris Beard's entire MO where I don't need talent. Mm -hmm. I got dogs. I can be defensive. Like no matter what, this can be a low scoring game. I'll be honest. haven't watched a ton of basketball. I watched Texas basketball. I watched plenty of basketball, not a ton of Texas basketball because I don't watch snakes, Um, but probably need to expand my horizon to the snake fields. Um, Texas Tech has very low-scoring defensive grinds out, while Texas does not seem to have that exact same component. I mean, um, they're they're definitely low-scoring. Yeah, they're very low-scoring. Really, really. Is that because the Texas offense sucks? It's because the Beard offense is just dribbled around until the shot clock gets to two, and then whoever has the ball just jack up a bad shot. And that's what we saw all last year. Oh, so the Luka Lubbock. Yeah, except Luka actually works. So, like, so <laughs> Luca Luca makes the shot, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. The, not, they a playmaker, games. not a playmaker like Trey Young. I mean, um, just some, mm. some are saying that Ben Simmons wants to play with Trey Young because he's such a playmaker. I, I don't see him saying the same about Luca. It's a good fit. It's so. a good fit. Honestly, real quick, I think I can't I couldn't spell his name right in the text earlier when we we're talking about this. I think whoever gets Ben Simmons is doomed. I think this is the exact same situation with that they had with Christoph Porzingis with Dallas. I don't think the product you're getting is going to be equal to what you have to give up. I think whoever trades for him is going to be worse off. I don't know. It just depends on what situation he gets into and what fit. The Philly system just isn't a good fit for him. If he can get into a situation where he's surrounded with shooters, then I think he'll be all right. The problem with Ben Simmons is his attitude. If he can get in a good place where – he's doing well and he's not acting up and he's actually working hard then it can work but it all depends on that well that's that's my argument is that you lose games in the nba like you lose games in the nba like this isn't college basketball 
this isn't college sports. Like, you know, you lose games in the NBA. If his attitude is becoming this way just because they're losing some games, and before then, I, I understand the entire locker room situation. It's very hard to play in Philadelphia because the fans are so rough. They're very hot and cold with players. But if you don't have an ad, a good attitude, and maybe I just sound old with this take, are you ever going to have a good attitude? Like, is he magically just going to find them the perfect place? Like, oh, I'm Miami now. My attitude's perfect. No, like, what happens if you go on a losing streak? Like, are you going to start blaming the people around you again? Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Uh, it was more of a locker room problem there. I mean, it was very, it reminded me a lot of Kawhi and San Antonio, how the whole team just kind of turned on them. And that's kind of what happened in Philly. They just kind of threw him under the bus. I mean, yes, but also like they're at the end. Uh, what is it? Uh, they're at the end. Nadoli just turned the ball over. God damn it. But, or, for Ben Simmons, they're at the end of the playoff run. Like, yeah, that was rough. He he couldn't shoot. Nope, like, he wouldn't shoot. He legitimately had an open lane for a layup, and was looking to pass the ball. Like, that is a full-on mental block. Yeah. Like, maybe if he gets a new venue, like, eh, he can get out from under it. But like. Normally, what you do whenever you're cold, like you play through, uh, play through everything and trying to try to figure out what was going wrong and try and fix it. And you know what would have been a great way to play through it and get better? Playing in the Olympics with Team Australia. But he was just like, nah, I got to go to the Lifetime Fitness Gym, jack up some threes. I'm fixed. I need to do an Instagram video with no one there so I can look better. Yeah, I I think part of it is. Ben just doesn't want to make it work, and so therefore it, it's not going to work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's never been a shooter, and he'll never be a shooter. He's a very good player, though. He's multiple first-team all-defense. He's got multiple appearances on that team year after year. He's a perennial all-star. He's an elite playmaker. But, he's a great but, ball handler. And he has. The he games. can provide a lot of value to a team. He can, but I think the like his attitude has become such a downer for. I mean, I think his da- attitude is really gonna be the downfall of whatever team he gets put on. I think I'd go farther. I'd say it's gonna be the downfall of whatever of, for the rest of his career. Yeah. Yeah, but Atlanta's a struggling team right now. They're gonna have to make moves, otherwise, their guys in charge there are gonna get fired, which is why you see moves like this happen in the NBA. Is DeAndre Hunter still hurt? Because that's probably why they're struggling at the moment. Just yeah, so. I'm not sure on injuries, but yeah, they're they're having a rough time right now. They're well out of the playoffs in the East, which is not good. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even I know that. Yeah, not good. But uh, score update: Tech is up two with 3:42 left in the second half. All right. Well, the less I pay attention, the better they do. So I'm going to stop paying attention to the game. Um, so we were, we kind of got off track there a little bit, but I think it was a good conversation regarding the overall meltdown we had. Do you want to talk about an even better meltdown? I'm talking like four cheese, grilled cheese meltdown with a little bit of mayo on the inside so it gets extra stringy. The ultimate meltdown we've seen probably in the past 15, 20 years. Want to get into that meltdown? I mean, can you name a better sideline meltdown? Ooh. Can you? Um. Three the beers. Odell Beckham. No, um, not even comparable. Not, no, even comparable. not even comparable. Not even the same stratosphere. Not even the same sport. I'd say like redneck father three beers deep at a peewee football game and his son, his little chubby son's not playing anything but line meltdown. I'd say comparable to that. And the coach is his mm-hmm. cousin. Like Tim McGraw on Friday Night Lights. Yeah, we're talking yeah. like that level. For, the, for those of you who don't understand, we're talking about the A-B meltdown with the Buccaneers-Jets game where he literally stripped down to just his pants, took off his jersey, took off his pads, and... Took off the undershirt, the box undershirt. undershirt. Well, I mean, when you have abs like that, you got to show them off. He was probably, if anything, the stadium was so cold that by him undressing the hotness of himself warmed the fans and actually saved them from a potential blizzard i mean it's one thing to strip off and like run to your locker room it's another thing to strip everything down to your pants run across the field while there's a play like while they're in the huddle 
for a third down and he's just running through the end zone like with his hands throwing up the air like i mean this is his mo he's always after the attention we saw after he left oakland he's got that video flinging his arms i'm free i'm free i'm free with the frozen feet like he's like oh i can't run then he's free from oakland immediately like runs a 40 it's always somebody else's fault it's just we've seen this before not necessarily in game like this but ab definitely has a a flair for the dramatic and it's not the first time we've seen that and it's just now he's like going after tom brady now and bruce arian so they say i think the quote was i'm not tom brady's man you look all the stuff he does for and this is paraphrasing of course like look at everything he did for gronk he never did that for me his trainer's a hoax yeah like he demanded like he did a text chain from the tb12 guy like demanding his like 100k back because he didn't get enough like enough support he went on all these shows talking about how tom brady's basically like a fake mm-hmm. and just like shit man just like uh, if i was really tom brady's guy why was i only making a million dollars like yeah it's because nobody else is offering you because of these antics like this. Um, but I mean, it's such an enigma with AB because he's a top five talent in that position in NFL history. He's as good as anybody we've ever seen play that position. Ryan, I see the face you're making, but he's not wrong. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just like saying, the numbers I'm, back I'm, it up. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, I, I never really realized that, I guess. Cause I mean, yeah. I, I always, I mean, we know my opinion of wide receivers is a little bit questionable compared to the other two people here in this podcast, but no, I mean, I agree. Like AB is like probably top five all time. Yeah. I mean, he's top 20 in every major receiving statistic and he's still in his very low thirties and he's had multiple seasons where he's had to miss because of bullshit off the field and he's still up there and he's got a Super Bowl ring. So you can make a very real case at the Hall of Fame for him. He probably won't go because of his off the field antics. I mean, they're keeping. He's but, you know, I mean, yeah. is Tio in the Hall of Fame right now? I, I think he may have just caught in, but yeah. I, I mean, what is it with that one Chicago reporter saying yeah. the quiet part out loud? I, that blew. I mean, everybody knew that it was a politic game for MVP. Yeah. Um. And it's the same way for the oh, Hall 100%. of Fame, if not more. Yeah, and like, I think and AB has done himself no favors no. with anybody. So I think with that alone, the only way he could get in is through like a veterans committee type deal. Yeah, I mean, if you take everything off the field, he's first ballot. I mean, he's got the ring, he's got the stats, he's well, I mean, had the crazy seasons. I mean, my argument for him potentially, I think he gets in. I think he eventually gets in just because of everything he has. Um, and I think there's been some comparisons. People have been like, oh, AB and TO are the same wide receiver. TO was a, like dramatic, but TO didn't miss practice. TO showed up to games. Like he never had really any off the field issues. So I don't think there's the same comparison then. And people still were like, oh, TO can't get in because TO's this, TO's that. So I see AB having a very hard time getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, well, I, never, never forget the all-time sound soundbite from To. That's my quarterback. <laughs> I mean, uh, you'll you'll never hear AB say that. No, I you'll mean, just hear him trashing the goat. Yeah, who's oh, okay. probably the most respected teammate of all time. But I mean, obviously, there's something wrong there. Obviously, his mental health doesn't appear to be fully there. So I, has, I hope he's all right. And I hope he gets all the help he needs and everything. And yeah, whatever his future career holds, I hope it's, it goes well for him. We all wish him the best. I, 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 I heard this and honestly, ever since I heard it, like, I, I think it's the most apt comparison I've heard. It's almost like a Kanye bipolar blow up. He actually just released a hip hop song and he had that picture with Kanye. I heard like his, his single that he released isn't that bad. Like it's actually like low key decent. Yeah, and he had that picture on Instagram with Kanye yesterday. I mean, as far as like bipolar bull ups, um, I mean, I'm very sensitive to the subject. I don't think any of us are actually psychiatrists or no. therapists or anything no. like that. 
No, and um, is it uh, is it a mental breakdown? I'd say hell yeah, it's a mental breakdown. Oh, a hundred percent. I'd also say one thing that really I don't know if it's just the way of like paychecks worked out. Once he got money, there's a lot of talk early on in the Steelers locker room. I forget what wide receiver mm-hmm. it was. It was a wide receiver who was with the Steelers at the time who basically told Mike Tomlin, "Like, don't pay this guy. If you pay him, Ryan Clark." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Was it Ryan Clark or Heinz Ward? I feel like it was one of those two old vets. Yeah, Ryan Clark, he's on the record saying, like, don't give this guy his money. He's going to be a problem. Yeah, no, it must be Ryan Clark that I'm thinking of, not wide receiver, the DB, who basically told me, he's like, if you give him money, he's going to become insufferable. Like, he's not going to get better. He's going to become worse. Um, so maybe it's the money that got to AB's head. I mean, we, there was what he, I think in high school, he had, he didn't go to a major college because of um off concerns the issues. Yeah, off the yeah. field issues so this isn't new like people like to pretend like oh well ever since that you know rock has ever since he had that hit with perfect again against the Bengals, mm-hmm. he hasn't been the same no the ab's been this way his yeah. entire football like his entire life like this is who he is yeah no he he's a world-class asshole um world-class that- talent too which is why he keeps getting all these chances yeah he's well, still got it there's no doubt about that he can there, yeah play. there's no doubt about it um well what is it also the reports that apparently um uh, like on that wednesday before the game his his team like his agent contacted the bucks asking uh them to what is it he had his escalators that he had almost got and holy shit that was yeah a, that was a awesome. fucking dunk yeah, that yeah. was a dunk but yeah, like apparently yeah, uh, apparently, like his t- uh, agent contacted the Bucks, uh, requesting to make like his Get a rebound. God damn. Uh, oh god, I forgot the term. Like his contract escalators, like to turn them into guarantees, since he was almost right there, and the Bucks were just like, "What? No! Like, just play the game. You'll get your numbers. Don't worry about it." So, like, he this was whole bro- this whole broken ankle thing he's come up with too. Um, about how like the the med- the Bucks medical staff has lied and things like that. I'm just not sure mm-hmm. how to feel about that. I yeah. mean, um, cause, I mean, you have Gronk playing with like punctured ribs and broken ribs, or punctured lungs and broken ribs. Like it's just it's it's just like how much is how much is true? Yeah, and all this yeah. music stuff he's seen publicly dancing around and everything as well. Um, so I'm gonna believe Bruce Arians on this matter on why he got upset, which was he felt like it wouldn't get enough targets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's oh god, I feel like there's one other like major key thing there that I'm forgetting that made AB look like, are you fucking serious? Like this is really fishy, dude. Like this oh, is when he said that he was the best wide receiver on the the Bucks, is that what you're talking about? Because he's like he. he I think he's got said, a point there, though. I, I mean, like that part, I'm not going to argue. I don't like, know. You I got Mike to... Evans. You got you got Godwin. Godwin's pretty good. You have Scotty Miller. Scoot, scoot, Kyle <laughs> Miller. <laughs> I mean, I I do think that AB still has it, and I think he's you know a bona fide number one on nearly any other NFL team. But if yeah. I choose between Mike Evans and AB, I'm taking Mike Evans. Oh, I think we all are because Mike Evans is an asshole. But I mean, and Mike Evans will always get you a thousand yards yeah. receiving because that's what Mike Evans does. Yeah. But in terms of who's the actual better, like on the field talent, that that's that's a debate. I mean, it's you can easily debate that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, just everything about like the whole AB situation. Oh yeah, um, this is what I was uh, talking about. Apparently, uh, with the whole fake uh, COVID vaccine card, AB felt that since the Bucks didn't stick up for him, quote unquote, like that violated his trust and apparently whatever he came back from suspension like tensions had significantly soured so because he lied yeah and got in he, trouble mm-hmm. and they didn't their fault. yeah i didn't say it's it always somebody sense. else's fault i didn't say it made sense or it was good in line of logic i'm saying that's what he was telling people yeah so well, anyways, I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope he, he's all right and whatever his future career in music or in football or whatever that may entail, I, I hope, hope I he, hope he has success. Um, hope he just disappears. The last person uh trying to or trying to get him a job there and Fuck yeah. I know. Oh god. Um the last person to try and get him a job in football was Tom Brady. 
And yep. now that he's out, like, publicly trashing Tom Brady, like... Yeah, it's not a good look. I, I think he's going to get himself blackballed. Yeah, I don't oh know. We all God. thought Le'Veon Bell was going to get blackballed, though, when he went after Andy Reid, so... Did we, and though? A chance. I mean, I, I did. I did. I mean, I just... What has Le'Veon Bell done since? Like you're like, oh, he got nothing. But uh, see, like even like as soon as he signed with the Jets, like and showed what he was uh, physically capable of, like it didn't matter what Le'Veon Bell said. Like I knew he was washed and he wasn't worth anything. AB still like can give you something on the field, but he'll never get another chance to get onto the field because no team wants him. Yeah, somebody might get desperate enough, but I I don't think so. If it didn't work with Brady, it's probably not going to work with anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And holy shit. Oh my God. I can't believe they fucking did it. They just beat number one Baylor. Who sucks? Let's go. Wreck them. That's actually a little bit better than I thought he had. Yeah. For all you wondering, who suddenly went from us discussing AB's meltdown to just. Andrew losing his shit. Uh, we took a mild break to watch the final, what, minute of the Texas Tech-Baylor game. Uh, hard-fought game. Uh, what can I say? Nothing more than, um, man, Beard's culture really has stayed strong with Mark Adams, bitch. Welcome God. to the Big 12, Mark Adams. God, can, has there been a better start to a Texas Tech basketball? I mean, this is probably one of the best weeks, I'd argue, in Texas Tech basketball yeah. history. We beat Kansas, and then we just beat number one ranked, the undisputed best team in college basketball. Without Shannon, without yeah. our best player. Without our best player. On yeah, the road, uh, in Waco. Yeah, Be- beating two top ten teams in, con- what, three days? Four days. Yeah, three or four. Three or four days. Still, um, Big 12 runs through Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, media's got to respect us now. No, yeah. they'll, they'll find some way. I mean, even then, the, the guys who are doing the all host, if you listen to the end, he was like, yeah, they really – I mean, I don't know why they're in Lubbock, but, I mean, I guess they like this Mark Adams guy. Yeah, he's pretty you know, cool, I guess. You know what? Like, I would have liked for them to move up in the AP poll a little bit more than just uh, six places. But regardless – like they still lost like i get they played shorthanded mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you still lost i mean everyone it's it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's pretty well into a college basketball yeah like, season like everyone's shorthanded everybody's shorthanded like everybody has lost shorthanded everybody's played tough shorthanded like that doesn't change anything like so I, I understand only moving up six places uh, after beating Kansas. Would have liked for them to move up, like, a couple more. Get up to, like, 15. That would have been nice. But can't ignore that shit now. Nope. I can't nope. wait for that post-game locker room celebration. Oh, man. Oh, that video is going to be lit. It's going to be so lit. This is a weird question, but and I know you guys probably don't know this off the top of your head, and maybe it's worth researching so we can – for our viewers or – people at home how many top 25 wins did chris beard have at texas tech top how many top how many top 10 wins did he have at texas I, I, tech? well he, he beat been... kansas that his second year yeah it was the elite eight run he beat yeah. kansas i, and I mean Allen. i'm talking i'm talking about like like during the season like yeah, yeah that was yeah. during the season okay yeah it was uh they beat kansas and allen field yeah. house yeah that, that was, was the oh we're legit type yeah game. mahomes was there oh, was when oh he was... yeah with the Chiefs, and he's going crazy sitting courtside. And... No, uh, as far as top 10 wins, like, I mean, he has a couple, but like, yeah. more times than not, like, he wasn't pulling those out. I mean, this is the type of game to where I kind of was expecting us to lose because I'm not used to this new era of basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. kind of used to the Chris Beard lose it because this is a game Chris Beard would have lost. With time 100%. management alone, he would have lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Inbound plays yeah. uh, or lack thereof. Uh, time that almost management. killed us tonight. Very scary. That should not have been close. I mean, it wouldn't be a Texas Tech win if we didn't have to sweat it out. And that's what I love so yeah. goddamn much about it. You know, sometimes uh, what you love most about a program is what you hate most about a program. 
is how much you feel alive by watching it just because you go through all the goddamn emotions yeah and that's why you love college sports yeah like winning close at the end that's that's a good feeling yeah that's a good uh, feeling especially when they had a shot and it was just oh it's yeah good feeling it looked a lot like the 2016 nba finals when they kept stopping step from making those threes yeah that's kind of what it was like there that last that final possession by Baylor, like Santos Silva, like put yeah. the lockdown on him. He could not get that yeah. shot up. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, they got the switch they wanted too, and they still couldn't get it. So good job, Santos Silva. He's coming alive for us. He's been a key player. Yeah, everyone's been key so far. I mean, it's just this Texas. I'm, this this team fucks, man. This team fucks. They're good. We got good recruits coming in too. Oh, I mean, we just beat number one Baylor. You think Mark Adams isn't going to use that to his advantage, being like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing right now. You want to be a yeah. part of the future? I oh, think we gosh. upgraded, guys. I think we upgraded. Yeah. Gary Patterson. Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay, so uh, now that we're done with that nice little detour, um, now on to our regularly, regularly scheduled programming. Then the uh, NCAA National Championship or College Football Playoff Championship. College Invitational. Invitational. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, Was last night, Monday night. um, Which I I don't get. I don't get the Monday night thing. Like, are they they just avoiding the NFL? I mean, I think so. Yeah. So they're kind of run unopposed there. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just, it's inconvenient. Yeah, it is. Like it's it is inconvenient. Like I don't know. Like ESPN trying to maximize ratings being the like the only major sporting event. Yeah, it's like make it on a yeah. sat make it this make it Saturday. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Uh, fuck I know. Um, but yeah, um Kirby exercised his demons. And I sent into the group chat saying that until Kirby shows it to me, I will forever and always bet Alabama after uh, the SEC. <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> after you fucked after, up. After uh, I said don't pick against Saban. Yeah. After you, well, <laughs> you what, call me no. an idiot. <laughs> one game. He's like, yeah. <laughs> after that one game, for one game only, I was against him. But now that one game difference, he came. His demons are gone now. Mm-hmm. You're acting like this is some big deal. Like you picked Georgia the first time they lost. You're like ah, Alabama again. You're acting oh. like this is some big. Like yeah, this is ten years in the making. This is no, a, a big like, monkey off the back though. He, he got the, like, the no, apprentice no, uh, got the master. Ryan, you're acting as if like yeah. beating Saban isn't a gigantic mental block for all of his. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm not about that. I'm talking about you. Because your whole thing, you're like, yeah, I was against Kirby. I was never going to bet on him again. And I was like four weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're right. I wasn't going to bet on him again until like he could choose. Like I could see that he could beat Saban. Okay, okay, and- okay, okay. He beat Saban. Yeah, I mean, beating Saban's good. That's cool. It's good, like good job. Like, ooh, another SEC team won. Ooh, exciting. I, yeah. I will I will give Saban credit uh, if you watch uh, – and granted, I didn't watch, but I did see clips of it on Twitter. Um, oh wow! In the so morning. You're an expert. No, but like after the game, um, what is it? Uh, whenever they met at uh, midfield, like you, you could tell Saban was re- genuinely happy for Kirby. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was his longtime assistant. I mean, he goes back to his LSU days, and he yeah. followed him to Miami. He was with him for a long time at Bama before Kirby got the Georgia job, and has done an excellent job. So yeah. it's definitely cool to see to finally have the apprentice get the master. Yeah, it's not like where uh, Dabo beat uh, yeah. Saban. Oh, fuck Dabo. I, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Saban's just like fuck this guy. Like Saban was actually like yeah. happy for Kirby, it, it and that, is, that's nice to see. These two guys are very good. Likable, he so, is likable. Like that's what I hate about Saban, is that he's just so damn likable. Yeah. Like honestly, like everything he says, like you want him to be like that, and well, he kind of is like that old curmudgeonly head coach mm-hmm. who says a bunch of like outdated shit, like Dabo does. He's America's coach, though. Dabo's like great value, like China coach. Yeah, uh, like Saban legitimately, like all of his point, like 
you want your kid to be scouted by Saban because you know if he goes to Alabama, like Saban, he's getting paid one. Yeah. But like you know for sure, Saban's gonna keep that keep his shit in check. Oh, 100 percent. I think it's why it does so well. Is I think parents of the recruits have the utmost trust and respect for him, which is why he's been able to build such a machine in Tuscaloosa. That's crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, machines eventually wear down and kind of break down. Haven't we been saying that for like the last 10 years? I, I mean, just, they finished uh, runner up in the national championship. I, I, I know, mean, I know, I know. And that's the thinking about like, oh, that's a down year for Alabama right now. It was yeah. like not making the playoffs or like finishing second. But I mean, is George, Georgia did this. I, I love Sitson Bennett. I've always, I've been very much against Sitson yeah. Bennett from the beginning. I, I think, think he was the have. guy. I think the kind of a Disney movie is going to be made about Sitson Bennett eventually. Like a like a Disney film will be made about this guy because it's an, it's an incredible story, especially with him winning it all. Um, I don't think I think this is kind of it for him. Like I think he's peaked. I don't really think there's any NFL career for him. Uh, it's party way, man. Enjoy life. But Georgia did this. He still without... has another year. He's a sophomore. I stand by what I said. I stand by what I said. Like he's peaked here. Like, you know, is he gonna win another one? Mm-hmm. You, you, you tell me, Sitson Bennett's gonna win another one. That's that's a tough ask. I think he could have a long career in the NFL as like a backup. Yeah, I think he could be a Chase like a Daniel. Case Keenum or like Chase, Chase Daniel. Hey, don't you dare t- disrespect Case Keenum. Like, yes, he is a backup now, but he also had some very yeah, he had some good as years a, uh, as a starter. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying he Damn, could be that but... kind of that oh, kind man. of player in the nfl andrew Styers, case keenum stand wow that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that surprised me you got emotional there yeah he I, likes his cliff I, quarterbacks i mean case is a cliff quarterback yep. but um no i i've loved case keenum ever since he was at u of h like i remember watching him growing up as a kid in houston uh, whenever he was just absolutely like throwing up dumb stats which now looking back are still dumb stats, which yep. is impressive. But he still has the record, fan. right? Huh? Yeah, he still has some of the passing records. A Houston fan, but a Buffalo Bills fan. That's confusing. <laughs> maybe there's some Larry's. Maybe there's like something behind that. Uh, he went to U of H, dumbass. Oh no, no, that's what I mean. Like you, you said, you're from Houston, and you're like a U of H fan. So I mean, it makes sense. You're probably fans of other Houston teams. Like no, 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 not no. at all. Not at all. No, nope. just oh, the ones weird. that cheat. <laughs> huh. Must be weird. Yeah, maybe Houston get an NFL team, and then you can cheer for them. Um, no, <laughs> nope. Don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, no. Um, Casey Keenum will always have my heart. All right, back, um, back, back to what we we're talking about. My question I was trying to get to is: Did Georgia take the torch last night? Because they did this with Setson Bennett with a quarterback who's not as great. I mean, Setson Bennett's not as good as Bryce Young. I know Bryce Young got outplayed. Um, and the Georgia defense definitely fucks. Like, they are – they get the job done. They are one well-oiled machine. They kind of show that you can win without having a Heisman caliber quarterback. So, if one – if Georgia finally finds one somewhere – I don't know why Kirby Smart can't find one. If he finally finds one, is it Georgia's to lose? Well, you say that as if they didn't have Justin Fields on the roster. Yeah. And well, they, they, yeah, that's what I'm mean saying. Like, they, they, they haven't – when I say haven't had one, they haven't played one. They haven't had a season with one. They haven't had one where you just have a quarterback from Georgia who just takes over the game. They've all been holders of the keys. They've, like, they've held the, you know, like the little keys to the Ferrari, and they're like, oh, maybe one day I can drive it. And you're like, nope, Ferrari may crash. Let's just walk there to be safe. Like – when is that quarterback going to take the keys and drive Georgia to the, like the promised land? That's not how they I play. Mean, we used like, to say the same thing about Bama before well, Tua. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I argue Jalen Hurts. No, I would go before that. Um, Maybe a Blake Mac- Sims was probably the first one. Uh, what, McCarron maybe, but no, Mac- McCarron. No, McElroy was definitely Stetson Bennett. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was a field general. Yeah. Hey, he still got drafted like the second round. He's a game manager. Yeah. yeah. No, um, McElroy was definitely Stetson Bennett. McCarron, 
was a step up from McElroy, but still game manager for type. that sweet chess piece alone. Have you, have you have you seen AJ McCarron's chess piece? No, I don't. Do think me a favor, real quick. Just Google it. If you're listening to this podcast, pause it. Google AJ McCarron's chess tattoo. It is a work of art. Like, I'm not sure how this man ever like didn't become a starting quarterback because it is just an incredible masterpiece. It's like Da Vinci himself. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it's very like McGregor esque. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm joking, of course. It is horrible. It's bad. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's some Alabama white trash oh, shit yeah. right there. <laughs> right? Yep. Oh damn! Very right, McGregor. I have, I, have, I have tattoos, so I can make fun of his tattoos. You guys don't have tattoos. You can't make fun of his tattoos. So, but it's just oh, god, it's, that's like, terrible. it's like Da Vinci. Yeah. It's just so bad. Yeah. Oh god, it's so bad. That's so okay. bad. He looks like a clean cut dude, and he's just got this. Yeah. It's like if someone threw up, like. Like someone like chewed a Bible and like some Alabama barbecue in their mouth and threw up on his chest. Yeah. Okay. So what is it? It went then McCarron. Then it went one year of Blake Sims, one year of Jake Coker. Then I believe Jalen Hurts entered the equation. Yeah. yeah. And then, so honestly, like Coker wasn't um, like a mobile quarterback, but like he could throw it around. Blake Sims could throw it around, but that's because he had Elaine Kiffin. He had Lane Kiffin as his OC. I didn't Coker as well, because Lane Kiffin didn't leave until... Yeah, I think it was uh, Sims and Coker who had Lane as the OC. Really? Okay. I'm pretty pretty sure Lane and Saban got into it, though, and Lane was gone before the end of the season, though. Oh, yeah. He left left early. He left the national championship game. They lost that one because... Uh, and people argued it was because the offense didn't have Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I remember that now. Um, so, yeah. No. Um, I, I think later down the road, Georgia uh, – all this to say, like, I think later down the road, Georgia can get that, um, like, all-everything athlete as a quarterback. But as of right now, I don't think so. Yeah, and they don't need it. I mean, they're, they're a loaded roster. They're bringing in all the recruits in the world. I mean – for really the last five years, they've been a consistent contender in the sport. And, and honestly, let's be real. I'd say that Alabama team we saw in the SEC championship game was the aberration, not the uh, Alabama that we saw in the champ in the national championship game. The SEC championship game, Bama, is the aberration. I'm okay. trying to say. I, I see what you're saying. Um, the Bama that we saw last night, that's the Bama we, we've been seeing most of the year. Like, can't quite play a full, complete game. At times, defense lets them down. Uh, it's really if the off- if Bryce Young and the offense can pick, pick up the slack, then they can cover the hole. Yeah, I think really the SEC championship game was George already knew they were in the playoff no matter what. So I think it was just kind of hard to find a lot of motivation to go in and win that game. And you're playing a, oh, a motivated I, Saban team. I very much disagree with that. You're telling me Kirby finally has the opportunity to show up the guy who he can never beat. Are you telling me Kirby doesn't get up for that a moment like He's that? He's not saying Kirby doesn't get up. He's saying no, the players. I said the team. Yeah, the oh, players. No, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I I believe the players bought in and they want to be, because all you ever hear they is, clearly bought in last night. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they bought in after, yeah, they bought in after they saw like, <clears throat> oh well, we can't take this lightly, or else they're gonna beat us. Yeah, so exactly. Like, That's what I just said. They took it lightly because they didn't have to win. You just made my point. Boom. Oh my god, no, y'all. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no, I understand. I just understand what you're saying, Styers. Like the, yeah. they're like Kirby Smart. Yeah. It definitely is like yeah. Every time he faces Saban, he wants to kick Saban's ass. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. they just gave up the game and didn't care, but they just weren't as motivated as the Saban team who knew they had to win yeah. to get in. Because in Christian's mind, and like back of the back of George's mind, you have to admit they already knew they were safe. They're going to get yeah. in, and that kind that once you have that. Oh, we don't have to win mindset, even for a split second. You've already lost. Yeah. No, I got you. 
But I think that if Georgia, I, th- I think this is the start of Georgia dominance. I think Georgia took the torch last night, and I think we're going to be dealing with instead of I, I just I think Georgia's the the team to beat now. Obviously, they won the national title. It's easy to say like, oh, the national championships won. But one big thing to take away that we should all be happy for in the state of Texas. A&M cannot claim in some form or fashion that they're national champs. They can't. If Alabama wins, every Aggie mm-hmm. across the entire continental, hell, across, around the world is like, you know who beat Alabama? The Beat SEC. It. They're still chanting SEC at the top of their lungs. Oh, UT is chanting it now, too. And it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. I mean, UT is just a fucking blow, bunch of fucking blowhards. So. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as bad as Baylor? Huh? Huh? No? No? Too far, Stars? Okay, too far. No, I mean, mm-hmm. at least Baylor can back up with the performance of their athletics. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you got me there. Mm. but no with that coming to an end that is the end of college football which means it's time to what do you say it's time to do stars review go over look back upon with kinder eyes to our bodies that are now misshapen like what would you say reflect upon the year that was one shining moment yeah i guess if that's your your deal um what would y'all say is the best moment of the year for me, it has to be Garibay. Garibay's kick against Iowa State. That's that, my that personal. Was, that was moment an electric of the year. moment of the year. Um, 62 yard field goal for the win to become bowl eligible. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I, has, I think it has it, to take it. It has to take it. No, yeah. like that is a. That's close my second. personal one. That's a close second for me. But it's got to be Kansas beating Texas. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's got to be Kansas beating that, that Texas. Funny. That happened the same night too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's that night. What, that was the best night of the year. Yeah. Like, forget best moment of the year. It was the best night of the year. That was the best. Not, that was the best night yeah. of the year. Oh, oh you God. lost that day too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was such an electric day. It was a good but, day. Yeah, uh, my uh, best moment of the year was by far uh, UT losing to Kansas at home. Yeah, it will never not be funny. Never not be funny. Freaking great. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I agree with both of you. I can't really choose one. Um, I don't know if I prefer Texas Tech winning or Texas losing. I really don't know which one's better to me. I don't. I don't. Um, One question I have, and uh, we all know who actually won the award for Coach of the Year. Um, We all know who actually got it. Um, But I feel like sometimes there's a lot of political games behind that. So who would you say was your – like, who do you think is the actual co- – like, who do you think is the real coach of the year in college like, football? Oh, in college football. Wait, who's the coach of the year? Harbaugh. I oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. My personal, Sonny Cumbie, that's my personal one. Yeah. I think my actual coach of the year, though, I've got to go Dave Aranda for the job he did at Baylor, turning around off a losing season after last year and then coming in and winning the Big 12 and having a top five finish. I, I, oh, that's actually really fucking good. That's yeah. maybe, better, maybe better than the one I had in mind. Uh, honestly, I couldn't come up with him, but yeah, Dave Aranda really put it together at Baylor. I mean, my argument potentially, I have two. Um, I think Mike Gundy did a really good job this year, job. especially with the, the talent he had at OSU. I don't think – I think they, their record's better than their talent. I think they're really – usually is. I mean, Gundy can yeah. coach. But my coach Except of the for year – a big game. Which I don't think yep. should probably ask anyone, but I want to ask one question, and I want to put you in the mindset you were at the start of the college football year. If I told you that a certain team would win nine games, if I told you Arkansas – would win nine games in the SEC West. What would you think? Why the start of the college football season? Like, what what would be your opinion? My opinion is, didn't they actually only win, like, six games in the SEC and nine games total? Well, nine games total. So don't be an asshole about it. I mean, the year before, they actually Well, the way you phrase that is very misleading. I'm just saying. I'm saying, like, in the SEC, like, Arkansas in the SEC West, like, the, the hardest conference in football, you could argue. They like their overall schedule was like nine wins. I think they finished 21 in the AP poll. Sam Pittman's doing an incredible job. Mm-hmm. I think as far as like just 
I will give you credit. Coach. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sam Pittman does deserve a very sure. much coach of the year credit. Like, yeah. yeah. You could see upward trajectory when he first got hired in year one. I mean, they were starting to look good. They had some decent but wins you, there. They won but like three games. Now they they were bowl eligible, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they won at least six. I'm almost positive they were not bowl eligible last year. I mean, it was the COVID year, but I think they were pretty decent. They at least had moments where it was like, because I'm friends with a lot of Arkansas alum. I, everybody from my high school went to Arkansas, so I see a lot of their stuff on Twitter. No, they, they, were, they, were, they were they were three and seven last year. Okay, they're still very happy with Pittman. It's better than Chad Morris, who's the current head coach of Allen High School. But, but yeah, no, no, I'm, still just saying that, yeah, nine wins was I wouldn't have predicted that. I would have predicted like six or seven. I mean, you get nine wins, you finish third yeah. in the SEC West, which is probably the best Oklahoma will ever finish. I mean, it's it's good year for <laughs> Arkansas, and I think Sam Pittman is doing an incredible job. Um, he's really been. I've never seen a coach so I don't say bought in, but like just like and it's different here in Arkansas because actually, you know, I live here and I kind of see it on the ground. Like Sam Pittman's the fucking man here. Like the, he's considered one of the Arkan Arkansonian mm-hmm. now. Like he is because there's no one that has really connected with a group as well and as quickly as I think Sam Pittman has with his Arkansas hire. And I hope he's here for a long time. But Joey McGuire. Yes, sir. Joey McGuire. I mean, I'll. He needs Joey Joe McGuire needs, getting... needs to do. I, I love him. Joey McGuire needs to produce. Yeah. Then I'll then I'll start saying nice things. Like we've yeah. had honeymoons mm. over. We're like it's time. It's like let's get going. Yeah, I think you will. No, I I'm excited to see what the McGuire era looks like on the field. Um, very much has given me hope, for sure. Um, moving on. We are now removed one uh college or ncaa football season post nil oh yeah we are at is it really yeah been a full year well full season not full full, year oh yeah yeah. bo nix was like posing with what milo's sweet tea like a couple months ago yeah um bo picks and the (laughs) pack 12 jesus um so, what are your honest thoughts about NIL and their impact on college I, football? I think it's been it says the quiet part out loud now. Yeah, and like yeah. I know what you're saying you're like, oh well, Texas is able to funnel money easier. Like Texas has set up like these charities to basically funnel money to their players. Alabama's doing it. Every university is basically setting up charities to funnel NIL money to their players. They're already and, doing that before. Yeah, that's my argument. Like they're doing that before. Yeah. I, but now you now I think being a big man on campus instead of being like like being the the guy, like being the big fish in a small pond can get you more money than it could before. And that's why we're seeing stuff like we see these five-star recruits going to Jackson State um, and other components mm-hmm. like that is that it pays off to be the bigger fish. Now, can you still go to Alabama and win a national championship? Yeah, you can do that. But I mean, what if you're not really worried about national championship? What if you just want to make money for your family and then go to the NFL? Then I mean, I'm not going to go to Alabama. I'll go to a smaller school, make more money, still get recognized, go to the NFL. That's what I think it is. I think it's becoming to where in a couple of years, especially in 2025, 2026, when the playoff contract is over, I think we're going to 12 teams because I think we're going to get to the point pretty soon where instead of having one or two teams, that's really good and able to dominate college football, I think we're going to move up to eight, eight to nine that are just kind of with the NFL, with all the money going in now, eight or nine, that are going to be powerhouses and kind of keep going there. Yeah, that's yeah. why uh, fraud coaches like Dapu Swingy mm-hmm. uh, is so opposed to it because he realizes grip, uh, his grip on uh, the national stage is slipping. Yeah, I mean, if Dabo's against it, I think that's – I should have just been like, yeah. hey, Dabo's against it, and that should have sold every single listener who listens to this podcast. Well, Dabo's also said All a lot of, of you, we really dumbass stuff. <laughs> and that one guy from South Africa. Yeah, one guy from South Africa. We love him. We love you if you're listening. Yeah, Dabo's also said stupid stuff outside of NIL, like hating on certain political movements or yeah, you know, thing or just trivializing it. I should say. 
Um, but yeah, no, NIL is definitely good for the sport. It's good that these kids are getting rightfully compensated for what they're doing. I know they were getting paid before, but now they can't get in trouble for it, which is good because that didn't do any good for anybody, including their own sport. But no, it's definitely a good thing. And all the players are going to the top programs anyways before this. And Bama, the NIL, they're probably still going to get paid the most at Bama as opposed to other schools as well. Like if you look, Bryce Young probably is in the top three in terms of NIL deals out of all the players in college football. I'd be shocked if he's not. Oh, yeah. I think that was one uh, of the first things yeah. that Nick Saban said at the start of the season about NIL. He's like, well, yeah. I don't know. My quarterback hasn't played a single snaps making too much money. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's made like seven figures already. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's definitely cool that they're they're making what they're worth. And they're not just being trotted out there by the NCAA claiming amateurism. And they should do it for the love of the game and the love of the sport. As we make yeah. millions of yeah, exactly. dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So it's good that era is over. And uh, NIL, it, we'll, we'll see. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it is a good thing, too. And as Ryan uh, said, and I'll reiterate, it gives us an opportunity for parity. And that's all I want. That's all I I want. I don't think it's great parity, but I think that... It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. enough. Yeah. I mean, college football, it's a sport. There's no salary cap like the NFL. There's no draft. You know, you can pretty much monopolize talent, which is why you see programs like Georgia and Bama... As of right now, there's no yeah. cap on your spending. I we're still in the wild, wild west yeah. days of it. I think restrictions are to come. Oh, pretty soon. Like I think we have maybe ten, maybe five to seven years before. Oh no, come I in. think it. I, I think it comes in in like another year or two. Yeah. Right. Wow. At least like you have to wait till you're on campus before you can sign deals or something. Or yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, like it can't. It can't be part of the recruiting process. Yeah, so that's, that's a bunch yeah. of bullshit. Yeah, anyway. they're gonna find loopholes around. They'll, they'll that. do. A, they'll do a bunch too. of rules that like make them feel better about themselves. Yeah, but no, yeah, no. Other than that, like that's that's all I got, boys. Yeah, I think that's y'all? yeah. Y'all got any closing thoughts? Um. Baylor sucks. Baylor sucks. Espresso is really Tech good. Tech is awesome. Tech's awesome. NCAA revamped on the oh PC. Oh, my God. NCAA. Oh, my God. It's... On an emulator. Oh, my God. I've lost my life to it, but God damn it. It's worth it. It's so worth it. I'm about to go into Georgia right now as Mississippi State's head coach. My star quarterback broke his elbow on a game-winning mm-hmm. scramble against BYU the week previous. It's been a tough season. Um, I have a quarterback that is not mobile, but he has 97 throwing power and 99 throwing accuracy. So I can just sit back and throw bombs. It is the greatest thing ever. Four verts all day. Exactly. Yeah. I had a white, I've drafted, all right, not drafted. I recruited a 99 speed, 80, like 93 acceleration, like athlete who had like a 70 power for throwing. And I made him a running back because it was best there. Then my quarterback went down, changed him to quarterback. <laughs> so now I'm just running the triple option every single play. Ooh. And it, I've gotten really good at it. It's kind of scary, but mm-hmm. I'm very worried because Georgia's good. Well, best of you luck to you. And whenever you lose by three scores, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'll, I'll just quit until I'm playing <laughs> again. All right, guys, y'all take it easy. And everybody out there, Stay frosty. Stay cold and stay bold. All right, bold ones. Thank you so much for listening to our inaugural 2022 episode. We've got another episode coming to you later this week. We've got the NFL playoffs coming up, so we will get into that on our next episode, and we will see you then. Bye. Never take